I can't focus on these Americans who think that, you know, white power is uber alles. Welcome to Won't Be Silent. I'm your host, political TikToker and opinionator, Abe Gurko. Everyone should be able to voice their opinion. We want people in this current moment of resistance to use their voices. We're here to discuss the many reasons why we can't and won't be silent. Each week we will explore a movement and see if we can bring people together with one goal, to speak up and say, I won't be silent. My guest today, Nick Knudsen from Demcast USA, he and I believe in one basic fact, that democracy is here to stay, and those who try to take it down are going to be the ones that get taken down. My name is Nick Knudsen. I'm the executive director of Demcast. We're a 501c4 nonprofit organization focused on um, winning the messaging war. Um, We do that by empowering people to use their social media accounts to spread strategic messaging. So then you're going to be plenty busy this year because this is an uphill battle. I'm not going to tell you anything you don't know. Yeah. But um, I've decided and part of why I'm doing this, even this podcast is because the DNC, I feel, has really kind of compromised our ability to message. And it's been it. it's almost like the perfect storm of bringing it back to we the people in a way, because if we look to our government always for the answer, we're going to always be left holding the bag, you know? And, um, and I feel like, and the reason why I want to talk to you today, because I am feeling like I am personally embarking on what you've probably been doing for a living, but I come and as you might know from a place of like outrage at our political situation, but uh, I'm coming up formulating a really great plan. And I think you'll be really an excellent part of it because I've already started taking meetings with the DNC, which even though they're annoying, but you can't ignore mother nature. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, And run for something and no Dems left behind and, you know, grassroots Dems. And I want to be part of, putting together people that are all about the messaging and the podcast. I'm going to be interviewing a lot of these people that are running for office that I feel, you know, are really up against odds because the DNC doesn't go to them. But the great thing about what I've established with the DNC, I'm just giving you an up to date on why mm-hmm. I'm yeah. telling you into my bullshit is because I was, we were, on a call on a zoom with them saying this is no time to re-establish jamie harrison because he's squandered all of his goodwill this is going to be left to people like tiktokers and influencers to be able to do the messaging so we're going to have to come up with some kind of something that it's a priority for the DNC to get a certain message out that we can disseminate and do whatever and do online events and bullshit. And we can be crazy like we are with the message that they're not able to communicate. So that's that's what they know they're going to have to do is to work with us in a way that makes sense for us, not necessarily for them. And I want to hear more about how you started your business and, 
you know, I just in podcasts rather than I just want to I try to keep it as like aggressive as possible <laughs> because I just feel like there's so many podcasts out there. And I think that what we're going to embark on is the most important thing for the next year. Yeah, I I could not agree more. I mean, I, I founded an organization with effectively the same mission of, of what, what you were just talking about. <clears throat> Democrats do have a messaging problem, but I, I actually tend to think of it less as a, a problem about what the message is and more of a structural problem about getting the message out. And that's that's what you're speaking to. They're definitely not perfect, <laughs> um, but uh, they are communicating. It's just there's so much noise that you, you that kind of top top down communication approach just isn't going to work anymore. And so it's it it is incumbent upon all of us, whether we're TikTok influencers or um, you know people with a hundred followers on Twitter, to to use our social media accounts to spread the message about about our movement, about what the Republicans are doing to this country. And uh, it really is going to take an army of us to to break through the noise. So an army, actually an, an, ar- an actual army, an actual digital army. Yep. yep. I mean, what do we have to do? Like to get to the point where the Women's March in January of 17, like what's going to have to happen to bring us back out into the streets? I'm not talking about Trump winning again. I mean, I'm talking right. about before 22. I don't know. I, I think uh, if if they if Democrats can't get uh, the voting rights bills to to pass, we're going to we're going to have to do something that that seems like the the most mission critical issue at the moment, because if Republicans if Republicans retake power democratically, you know, by by winning elections uh, and they and they get power again, they are not going to give it up. So um, we we have we have to do whatever we need to do to um, to make sure that our that we have access to the ballot, and that our vote, our voting rights are secured. I mean, um, if worst case scenario, which Unfortunately, I'm trying to not live by. But if we don't get voting rights, if we mobilized enough people, but sheer numbers, wouldn't that matter? Wouldn't that be the answer? Yeah, we're going to have to. That's that's the next. I mean, I wish I wish we could just will three million people to go to D.C. today, you know, and, (laughs) and, and just descend and say, like, get rid of the filibuster. Just take care of business, uh, and just make it really clear that that uh, that that we're, that that's what needs to happen. It's just really hard to do. Um, it's really hard to mobilize, like physically mobilize, large numbers of people. But what about um, especially what about that indiv- what about that indivisible guy? I mean, he was what he did during when the kids were being in the in the concentration camps in the U.S. border. So many people showed up in 700 cities. I mean, where, yeah, yeah. Fam, yeah, the families belong together. Uh, rallies were exceptionally successful, uh, drawing attention to that. You know, I think that there's something there's something that we're contending with now that we're we weren't contending with at that point. One is it matters. Donald Trump is not in office, and voters who elected Joe Biden feel like they kind of did their part. And a lot of people have checked out. 
um, which is exceptionally dangerous. Um, so we're contending with that. And then we're also just contending with the fact that this damn pandemic's been going on for for two years now. And people are tired and and uh, and not feeling positive about life, <laughs> you know, and uh, and and a lot of people are just like turned off. The, the, the political noise has gotten worse. You know, they're just they're just going going turning inward. And we're, we see it a lot in our membership, which was really rocking and rolling before the 2020 election. And then, you know, a lot of people disengaged and in in 2021 so it's it's gonna it's gonna take something like it's gonna a, take, a certain kind of event like it's gonna take the border yep. women losing their rights to yes. abortion uh, next I mean, next next gay june, marriage <laughs> get those queens back out of there you know? right next next june could definitely be one of those moments when I mean, when this when the supreme court rules on on uh, Roe versus Wade which is uh, what it, which is another thing i wanted to m- mention to you is that and i'm talking to those other organizations about like we the, i don't think the democrats have the equivalent now don't laugh when i say this but like turning point usa these kind of two three day events where it's like really generates enthusiasm in media and relationships and whatever mm-hmm. but the dems needs to do something like that I mean, and which is what I'm I think we need to plan around the June that thing in D.C. where we can actually get three million. If we don't have voting rights by June and we end up losing women's rights, if that doesn't get like millions of people out, then I'm moving to Mexico or Israel anywhere but here. I will not live in a fascist country with that big buffoon and, back in and, the way and that's and that's where that's where we'd be headed so i want to work towards doing some kind of activation like that and of course i would only do that once i have all the organizations and whatever media pieces in, in mind because it would not there are so many people that i'm starting to interview that are running for whether it's in missouri and this guy in north carolina and whatever and they're just there there's a it gives me a lot of hope who's running yeah they, of course, need to get messaging out, whatever. But I figured we would do something like this after all the uh, primaries because you don't want to just waste anyone's time, right? Yeah. But I think that that would be something that you'd want to be involved with, too, because it's about messaging and messaging, yeah. messaging. Absolutely. And even if we do a series of events that are smaller around the country in the, when the weather changes, for sure, mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. think that... You know, I just as I said, you know, when Olivia Rodrigo went to the White House in a Chanel suit, I mean, did really did her followers run and get saw, you know, did they register to vote or did right. they run in to see if they could go to the real real and get that suit? Anyway, I need help. <laughs> That's what the situation is. Yeah. Well, luckily, there are a ton of people who agree. And um, a lot of people, a lot of really great activists who are working in this space. So there's there's plenty of people to collaborate with. But Demcast, we have over 125 partners, uh, partner organizations that we work with um, to, on the messaging front and uh, and mobilization front. So it takes a lot of work to because you don't want to create a partnership and then just just so you can put it on your website or whatever, right? Part, you you want to. You want to really work with people, uh, mm-hmm. uh, so that that takes time and 
time and energy, but um, but it's worth it because it it helps to draw the movement together, and that's that's what we need. It's it's been it's been really fragmented. Yeah, a lot of organizations, especially like from on the organizational side, a lot of organizations started after Trump with very parallel missions. Um, so there's kind of these activist silos that are that that, that have formed. And the, the good thing about social media is that it's a it's a way to bring everybody together because to almost almost entirely, whether it's like a, a small indivisible group in in some corner of the country or it's so, or it's a really big, well-established organization, they don't do social media well and they need help. I won't live in a country that is going to go that backwards. I can't. My mom survived the ghettos and, and the concentration camps. And what's happening is way too part of the nightmares I grew up with, kind of just knowing that that's what that story was. So it's very important that, I mean, I've tucked away enough money for me to live on if you know till 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 november 8th you know if i do nothing else you know so i i i whatever and whoever wants to join this uh, you know here we are good well you're uh you're an awesome uh human being for for taking this on and we need you you know any way that demcast can partner and and support what you're what you're doing uh and amplify what you're doing. We, we, uh, we're excited to do that. We'll figure out for sure. So because you're a 501c4, was it? Mm-hmm. Are you a, not in a position to get behind candidates? I'm just curious. We can. We can. Uh, some C4s can't. Uh, the reason that we can is because we don't spend any money on, I mean, because that, that's all related to um, expenditures, right? right? But we don't, everything we do is organic. So we, we do coordinate with candidates and, and it's uh, totally gotten it all checked out with the lawyers and all that kind of stuff. So, right. Right. Yeah. Be- because there, if, I mean, are you going to be and like identifying certain candidates that you're getting behind? Like, are you familiar with no Dems left behind? I do. We, uh, I, I am. We don't, we don't do that. Um, okay. We, we don't get involved in primaries. Uh, our our individual members, so pe- just people with social media accounts who do you know amplification work through Dimcast, are always free to you know uh, post about whoever they want, right? And and we so we we organize people geographically by districts and states and uh, help to facilitate collaboration between them uh, right. in the, in social media spaces. And some of them are for this person and some of them are for this person. And, and we just, uh, we just try and keep it civil and, and Demcast central doesn't, uh, doesn't throw weight behind anybody until, until uh, the primaries are over. And uh, are there any races in particular that you're obsessed with <laughs> that you, you know, you want to go in down a seat, go down in flames. I have my favorite. Oh, in terms of the Republican <laughs> list, um, you know, I having having been through a couple of cycles of of uh, really closely watched electoral activism. I, you know, I'm going into 2022 with really really reserved expectations about flipping things and uh, kicking GOP. Uh, monsters out of office in the 2020 cycle. Uh, we had this huge map into in terms of house races, like all these seats we wanted to flip. 
we flipped one seat. Uh, Georgia seven, Carolyn Bordeaux one. We didn't flip any other seat. Um, and that was like a 50-50 district, right? Um, so some of these districts that are like plus are, are plus 24 or something like that, with with even though the even though the Republicans that are in those seats are like literally the worst people on the planet, you know, it's it's very unlikely to happen. And and what what I'm worried about, like with last cycle, is if we're if we're obsessed with trying to uh unseat in places where we're very unlikely to win, uh, we're taking attention away from seats. Cindy, uh, Cindy Axney, you know, in Iowa lost by like, I don't know, 250 votes or something right. last cycle. Um, and you know, that wasn't a sexy district or anything and people weren't really paying attention to it, but we should have been. So, um, so I, I focus less, I focus a little bit less on who I want to kick out and a little bit more on kind of, uh, who we want to make sure wins. I will not live in a country that goes in the direction that this GOP thinks it's going. Yeah. It will be literally not over necessarily my dead body, but somebody's dead body. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's, it's dark. It's, it's dark. I, and I, you know, I've got two kids. I, I don't, I don't have How any old? interest. Uh, they're, uh, 11 and nine now. So middle school, and third grade, you know, I, uh, especially like with the, with the, um, the row decision and, you know, all these things, like, I don't know, but for now it's fight, fight, fight. Right. Yeah, no, I'm in and you're in. And I just think we need to, and, you know, I will just keep in touch with you anyway, but I feel like. I feel like this is manageable. I feel like we can do this and I feel like we can win. And I know so many people are disillusioned already and are on the naysaying train that Trump's going to win. And it's like, I refuse. Everyone thought Hillary was going to win. So it's it's that same mindset that I just don't listen to anybody that gets outside of what could we do today. Yeah, well, there's a there's a lot of time between now and, and the 2024 election a lot of things could happen. Oh, like uh, war and right, like famine right, right. and like, you know, the 12 plagues of Israel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. the indictments are going to be delish. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Oh, this, yeah. So this, we have yet to have the like Watergate-y kind of yeah. McCarthy moments. That's coming. It is coming. They're going to, they're going to start doing public hearings. The, the um, select committee probably in February. So and the, and they'll do like primetime stuff. And so it'll it'll get juicier. I know it feels it feels slow for people. But actually, you know, as as these things go, you know, they're moving at a pretty good clip. So, um, you know, everybody should just hang in there and grab some popcorn when the when the moment comes. Yeah. I mean, the holidays is always it's always weird around the holidays. Everyone just needs to revisit. Let's pick this conversation up on January 6th. Yeah. Because that's going to be a day to remember. Yeah, like, it will be. The, there's the, there, and everybody should know there's going to there are going to be uh, uh, nationwide candlelight vigils and uh, other actions taking place on January sixth. So that's going to be a really important day for everybody to be uh, to be out. Yeah. Oh, I can't. The internet's going to be a gog with deliciousness. Yep. 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 All right. Well, listen, have a Merry Christmas and a happy holiday and a happy everything. And uh, thank you for your time. And I will be in touch. 
All right. Sounds good. And I'll keep you posted. This will be in January. Okay. Oh, great. Okay. Okay, cool. All right.